Curling down the lane. McSorley in the end zone. Bunker touchdown. Tennessee at the buzzer. He got it. A three-pointer to win. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. Blocked. Lions scoop it up. Brad Haley will score. Watford for the win. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the former Ball Boys. My name is Cole Fresher. I'm joined by the Light Gib brothers, Zach and Cam. How was your weekend? It was great. I actually visited Zach this past weekend, watched the Super Bowl here in Cleveland, but visited Zach for a short period of time, got to see his team play, so it was very exciting. We uh, did, definitely did not get that dub, but uh, it was nice. Uh, I also walked home. From Swains, it was a it was a good time. I had a lot of fun. I remember a lot of it. Yeah, I heard you were doing pretty rough on Saturday morning. I'm always doing rough, Cole. Always doing rough. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's an understatement for sure. So today we're going to start off with our pack a punch parlay. We all lost our first parlays ever in our lives last week. <laughs> um, we're going to do to replace news. We're going to do some quick hitters, just one or two sentence reactions on some things. An IU-Purdue rivalry preview for this weekend. Super Bowl recap for the Kansas City Chiefs winning it. Super Bowl 55 prediction, next year's NFL MVP. And then we are going to try and make a prediction on the XFL when we've never seen a second of product. Of the new XFL. The new XFL. Rod, he hate me smart back in the old XFL. So let's start off with the uh, pack a punch parlay. Who's feeling confident? Oh, I still have never, never officially lost one. Um, besides the last time I lost one, doesn't happen very often. But I'll go first. All right. So for Saturday, college basketball, I got Florida State at home against Miami. I got Dayton at home against St. Louis. I got IU at home against Purdue. I've got Pitt at home against Georgia Tech. I've got Duquesne at home against St. Bonaventure. I've got Iowa at home against Nebraska. And I got Utah at home against Cal. Take the home teams. Uh, this one probably won't be worth a lot like my last parlay. And hopefully <laughs> Stetson doesn't come in and uh, pull off a crazy upset. But uh, I'm, I've never lost uh, this week. So it's good. You guys have a fresh start. This is going to hit. Guaranteed. You're welcome. I've lost a good amount this week on some crazy parlays. I'm a big fan of mid-majors. But for this parlay, me and Zach have a few of the same. I have Michigan State going on the road and beating Michigan. I have IU at home against Purdue getting the win. I have Iowa beating Nebraska. I have Gonzaga going on the road against St. Mary's. It should be a tricky one, though. It should be a really good game. They usually play each other pretty well. I also have Florida State taking down the U, and I have South Dakota State at home against Omaha, and that is my parlay, and this is one that will not be wrong. You can take it to the bank. You just admitted that you lost a lot this week, so you just admitted you're a loser, and then you're I'm guaranteeing due for, I'm, parlay. I'm due, for, I'm due for a win. 
as all about being due. It's all as about with being Cam, due. I am on a cold streak, so I am also due. Last <laughs> uh, last week, Oregon favorite lost, and that Thanks. was the Thanks one that lost for me. Um, t- this week, I got Kansas at TCU, Florida State at home against Miami, Kentucky at Tennessee, Texas Tech at Texas, the Penn State Nittany Lions at home against Minnesota, and Creighton at home against St. John's. Good luck, boys. Let's hope these win. You know the game that's going to be wrong because we all took it is going to be Florida State. Guaranteed. So if you want to fade that one, it might be a smart idea. But the U is not good. So They're really bad. I think Florida State should be very okay. shocked. I agree. So let's go on to the quick hitters. First thing, tonight as we're recording on Thursday night, the Pens, Pittsburgh Penguins, go down to Tampa Bay to play the Lightning. What do you guys... What you got? The, uh, the Lightning oh. are in a tear. They have been great since... They were struggled to start out the year. They weren't in a playoff spot throughout like 30 games, but they've just been dominant recently. They are getting their feet back. I think that little hangover that they had after getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets last playoffs, I think they're over it. And I think they are a team that might come out of the East. But when you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on your team with Matt Murray starting in net, he's been incredible lately. It should be a great game. I'm going to take the Pens to win it uh, 4-3 in overtime. I like that prediction as a Pens fan, too. Um, I think both teams are hitting their stride, playing really well. It's going to be a great game tonight. Um, I think home ice advantage is going to play a big role in this game. Uh, Cam, do you know if Vasilevsky's in net? I do not know. I just saw that Murray was. Well, Vaz is in net in the game of Tampa Bay. If he's not, give me the Pens. So I think it'll come down to that. If Vaz in net, I like Tampa to win 3-2. If he's not in net, I like the Pens to win. 3-2. It's going to go either way. I think it'll be a great game, though. Uh, I think it's going to be a little lower scoring, but I bet the over-under is probably, what, 6, 6.5? I think I just saw 6. 6. Um, it like should be a lot of fun. I They just have so much offensive firepower, but they do both have great goalies, so it, it will be a really fun game. But, yeah, having that home ice is huge. Getting that last change, getting that top line probably against Jack Johnson and yep. Latang, that's probably what they're looking for, or with Rue Riedel. And I don't know. It should be a great game, though. Both are two top contenders for the Cup. Yeah, and I want to shout out the Colts Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought they were toast last week when we talked, and they're on a hot streak with uh, Colts boy. What What's the goalie's name? Elvis. No, his last name. I know Elvis. Uh, what's his last name? Elvis. <laughs> oh, Elvis Elvis. Well, Elvis Elvis is doing pretty well in net, but uh, if he keeps this up, that's the hot goaltender you want to look for playoff time. Yeah, but Corpusalo was uh, all star, so that's not, they have two great goaltenders. So it should be interesting if they can keep that up. It's looking like Vasilevsky's in net, um, but I didn't yeah. see anything that confirmed it. Uh, Michael Heaney's only played like three games this year. Uh, Elvis is eleven and two in his last thirteen, nine five one save percentage in his last fifteen, um, and the Blue Jackets have won eight of their last nine, shutting out four of those opponents. So they're playing Nine, great hockey. Nine five one is absurd. Um, I don't know if he's going to have enough games to qualify, but if he continues this, he should absolutely win the Vesna. Yeah, if he go the year. Yep. So, he's yeah. He got to be in the conversation for the Calder, but it's going to be hard to catch McCarr. Yeah, it's going to be real tough to catch McCarr. But if yeah, I mean, if he continues this stretch, <laughs> then I wouldn't be shocked. All right, Mark D'Antonio stepped down. Uh, day before signing day, 
just after receiving a $4.3 million bonus and amid rumors that he's being investigated. What were the rumors? I, uh, I didn't actually get to see that. I saw that they, that he stepped down and he made an announcement of, at the Penn State Michigan State game, but I didn't see any rumors. I just, I saw statements about there being rumors. Um, I would assume recruiting because that's usually what it, yeah, it has to do with. Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked by it. I think we talked about it during our bowl episode that we thought he was going to be on the hot seat anyway if they didn't win that bowl game. But I think he was a very solid coach. I saw that Pat Narduzzi decided that he's definitely not going to go there. Saw some people making jabs at him, saying that Pitt's happy to go 7-5 again for another season. But I'm, I'm interested to see where Michigan State goes from here. Um it should be interesting to see who they go out and get as a head coach because Antonio's been there for so long. Yep, I've seen Luke Fickle is another name that's popped up. Uh, Cincinnati coach has had two really good seasons. Um, but yeah, this would be very sad after a great career, probably the best football coach in Michigan State history, um, if it ends with him being under investigation. But they're keeping him in-house still. He has a job. It'd just be sad to see. Zach? Yeah, um, there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. It's just weird timing for him to step down. We probably won't ever find out what it's about. Uh, yeah, I heard, like you guys, Narduzzi and Fickle. Um, it's going to take a while for Michigan State to get back to relevancy, I think, in the hard Big Ten. Um, I think they're going to have a pretty big down year this upcoming year, and IU will be able to take care of business. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't affect me too much. I don't really care about Michigan State's football coach, and uh, I think he's covering something up there. A uh, quick trivia question for you guys. <laughs> Do you guys know who the longest tenured Big Ten coaches are, the top two? Uh, it's Kurt Ferentz. There you go. That's one. And is it Pat Fitzgerald? It is. And then it's James Franklin. And he's only been there like six years. So a lot of moving parts in the Big Ten right now. Next, we have baseball trying to stay relevant with a huge trade going on with the Red Sox and the Dodgers, staying relevant in the offseason. Um, the Dodgers are getting Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash from Boston. The Twins got in on it, got Kenta Maeda, and the Red Sox are getting Alex Verdugo and Bruzdar Gratterall. Yeah, monster trade. I, which It's really weird when the Red Sox make a trade to cut payroll and save luxury tax money. That doesn't happen with them. That's never been a thing that happened with the Red Sox. So it is really bizarre to see. Mookie Betts is 27. Is He had a war over 30. He's unbelievable. Top five baseball player uh, currently. And they just traded him for Verdugo is a good prospect. And it's really just a salary dump because they got rid of Price too. So that's really interesting to see out of the Red Sox. Um, people didn't believe it was going to happen, but the rumors were spreading for the last month or so. Like it was definitely going to happen. And it's a really wild trade. It puts – Bellinger and Betts in the same outfield. So that should be able to get the Dodgers over the hump in the NL. Um, they're uh, an impressive team. And then the other pieces, Kenta Maeda will help the Twins. They have a weak pitching staff, and that'll be a decent pickup for them. And uh, I think Verdugo's going to be good, but he's not going to touch Mookie Betts, which is going to be uh, – that trade is just so crazy to me. It's not something you predicted. And I thought they'd be able to get more. They're talking about more prospects than they would be able to get, but uh, they didn't. Yeah, I feel like the Red Sox got a – Short end of the deal on this one. I mean, David Price is getting up there in age, but he's still a definitely a 
top five pitcher for any rotation. He's going to go out there and win games. And Mookie Betts is insane. He won the MVP like two years ago, I believe. And as Zach said, his worst top five in the league, he is just a really good player. And I can't believe they got rid of him. And yeah, you don't see that from the Red Sox ever. Um, if you guys had to pick a team to win the World Series, who would you go with? I saw the favorites are Dodgers and Yankees, as they probably should be. But if you had to pick one. Cool. Who would you, you take? Uh, Put them on the spot like that. I'm going to go with the Yankees. Not a bad choice. I'm, I'm with you. I don't I have any reasoning. Garrett I'm just going to pick the was, Yankees. I think getting Garrett Cole is huge. I think when he can probably win a bunch of playoff games in the playoffs, that's going to help the Yankees a ton with that offense. As a Tigers fan, I don't really have anything to look forward to during the baseball. And I want to take Chalk. I'm going to take the Dodgers. I mean, that's a lot of talent on offense. They have decent pitching staff, as long as they stay healthy. Um, I think the Braves could have had a chance if they didn't get rid of Donaldson, but their pitching staff's not great either. It's going to come down to pitching. Well, more trades going on with the NBA trade, trade deadline being today. The big one, the Warriors and the Timberwolves uh, made a trade with the Warriors sending D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Amari Spellman to the Timberwolves, while the Warriors receive Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first round, and a 2022 second round. Yeah, well, I would just like to say this is my flu game, guys. If I sound a little raspy, it's definitely my flu game fighting through it for all, for all those huge fans out there. Um, the coronavirus. I, or coronavirus, that might be it too. Um, yeah, I like the trade for the Warriors and for the T-Bucks. I think it benefits both parties. I think Wiggins, as a slasher, to go along with Curry and um, Clay from the backcourt shooting is just going to be ridiculous. I don't think Wiggins is ever going to live up to the first overall pick hype. But he has talent. And he's athletic. I think he's going to be a better version of Harrison Barnes. And Harrison Barnes was an above-average player with the Warriors, so I like it for them. Uh, a lot of Warriors fans are upset they didn't get more. But you're getting a first-round pick too from the T Wolves, who haven't been great. And do you think really think D'Angelo Russell is going to put them over the the next level in the West? I don't see that happening. I don't really uh, really buy that. And then it keeps it's going to keep Cat in Minnesota. That's the whole reason why they traded for D'Angelo Russell. They're best friends. They have locked up. Cat sees he'd be able to play with his best buddy. Uh, that's the whole reason they made that trade. They gave up a lot to get him, but they just wanted to make sure that Carl Anthony Towns stays in Minnesota. Which is smart. Cat is a centerpiece, absolutely. He's a big but loser, though. Dude loses he is. all the time. Yeah, he keeps losing, and he, he they've been off. They're like 0-16 in his last 16 starts. 17. 17. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, is D'Angelo Russell that good a defender? Because they've been awful on the defensive side of the ball was no. from what i saw i don't think he's going to put them over the edge on that aspect either so as you said they're best buddies they want to play together you see that a lot in the nba now it feels like but yeah i like it for the warriors getting wiggins obviously not living up to the first overall but he's not a complete bust like anthony bennett was either he's still like a player that you can play 20 25 minutes a night probably even more uh good slasher he will open up the floor for Steph and Clay when they return. And the Warriors are just going to keep reloading. It's crazy. They're going to have two first round picks and is it, well, two in two years, right? Yeah, 2021 is the one they got from Minnesota. Two in two years and then one next year. The one comes up. A this top year. three pick. It'll be a top three pick. So they're just going to keep reloading. And they freed up some cap space, too, I read. So they'll probably make a splash in free agency as they always do. 
Yeah, and then he will have traded Robert Covington too. Like they're really just clearing clearing house right now. We'll start over in the offseason, I guess. I don't know how much cap space they'll have, but they got D'Lo and Cat together, and that'll be a fun time for those two. Yep, another trade that's going on. Uh, Andre Drummond gets sent to the Pistons for Brandon Knight, John Henson. Nope, he gets sent to the Cavs for Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick being returned to the Pistons. This trade makes absolutely no sense for the Pistons. I really don't understand it. Unless they just wanted to get rid of Drummond, he may be a locker room problem right now. Uh, we know he doesn't really want to be there, and they were trying to get something, I guess. But Brandon Knight's 112 years old. John Henson never turned anything. He's been on a bench on every team he's ever been on. And second-round pick is not going to get you much. So I really don't understand it from Detroit unless they couldn't get anything else from anybody and they just wanted to get rid of him. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Drummond also is not a winner. Uh, traditional centers have not been – uh, big-time winners in the NBA lately. It doesn't happen anymore. You need uh, scores around the outside. Carl uh, Towns loses. Andre Drummond loses. Blake Griffin with Drummond's the loser. So I think you need less traditional offense and more um, spacing, which you see with the Warriors. Yeah, this is a really weird trade. It's probably a win for the Cavs, but I don't really know what they're trading for. Um, they're not that great a team. So I don't know. It's interesting, and... The only big that I can think of that's been on winning teams is probably Rudy Gobert, just because he's a force down low on defense. But they, the Jazz have a lot better players around than some of the other teams you listed. But yeah, I don't get the trade. I think it helps the Cavs, but I don't really know what they're playing for at this point. They aren't going to contend for a playoff spot. They're really low down there, so I don't understand it. I don't know. Is, do you guys know if Drummond's locked up? Like, no, he's a, free, he's a free agent after this year. This is just such a weird trade. It's, it's like a useless trade, in my opinion. So you're probably right. The Pistons were just trying to get something. But they could probably get better players in free agency at the end of the year than Brandon Knight and John Henson. I, I don't know their contracts either. They may be expiring contracts, too. It may just be a pointless trade for both teams where they lose all these players at the end of it and the Pistons get a second-round pick out of it. That's the only thing I can think of. it. It's a silly trade. I don't really understand. Yep, and last in NBA trade deadline news, the Pacers made no moves close to home. What do you think about the Pacers not moving anybody? I'm very upset about this. TJ Leaf had to go for a 20-29 second-round pick at least. There's no point in keeping that guy on the squad. I'm just sick of him and his uh, just the bust that he is on the Pacers, not getting any minutes when there's been roster spots for him available to get minutes. He just is not very good. He's not a very good NBA player. Um, yeah, I wish I would have traded him. I don't like when teams sit still. It makes it a little little boring. But they are getting Vic back. It's kind of a trade in itself. He's looked pretty sluggish the last four games. But I think once he gets fully healthy and hits a stride, they'll be they'll be flowing. I wish they would have shirred up their bench a little at the power forward center position because outside of Miles and uh, Sabonis, there's not a lot coming off the bench there. So I wish they would have traded for a big. That would have been nice to get. Um, but – I understand why they didn't make any moves. They also don't have a first-round pick and a second-round pick because they traded those to uh, the Bucks for Brogdon. Yeah, so piggybacking off the last trade we talked about, would you have made a trade of similar guys to try to get Drummond for this year? No. I know. You don't think so? Nah, if he's a locker room problem there, he he wouldn't start for this Pacer team, and he'll be an issue. And also, that's like he, he doesn't fit in the basketball world nowadays. He's a good player, but he's not going to be a winner. I don't think he's going to be on a winning team. Yeah, but if you get the guy coming off the bench that has gotten 20 and 20 before, I think that would be huge in the playoffs. But You think he's content with coming off the bench? He'll be okay with that? I think he better be. 
But I don't know. It, they obviously it didn't happen. It would have been interesting to see him on the Pacers with a winning team. But yeah, I think you had to get rid of Leaf. He's terrible. He's helped me win some money. So I like him in that aspect. But yeah, he's he's not good. He'd probably be a dominant G League player. We've seen those before, but no, he's not a good NBA player. He helped you win money for being bad. Him I being know. bad helped you win money. I know. It's great. That's why I like him. All right, moving off the NBA, going down to Wait, the Wait, hold park. on. Cole, how do you feel about any of these? He didn't say a single oh, word about any he, of them. He, he doesn't care. He just does not care about the NBA. <laughs> it's the NBA. D'Angelo Russell gets buckets. Uh, I saw some people <laughs> tweeting about Wiggins dribbling the ball while Steph and Clay are yelling at him to pass it. Uh, Drummond is lazy, but he always kills Miles Turner in the post. Didn't know Brandon Knight or John Henson were still in the league. And... <laughs> Uh, the Pacers not making any moves is fine for me right now because they're not going to win the East anyways this year. So see what they could do in the off season. All right, there you have it from Cole Fresher on your NBA updates. Moving down to the college level, the best conference in basketball. People love, or media loves to do. Oh, who's the best conference this year? And name a sport. So there's. The Power Five in college basketball, in my opinion, is really the Big Ten, Big East, ACC, Big 12, SEC, Pac-12 is garbage. Who do you guys think is the best conference in college basketball this year to this point? Big Ten. Big Ten. Cole, are you going to give us? Are you going to give us a rundown on your like sheet you made? That was a cool sheet. Give us a little rundown. Um. So looking at Ken Palm, the Big Ten has the lowest average on Ken Palm at 37.57. Big and low, low is a good thing. Yes, Just you want to so be low. Like perfect. the highest ranked. Um, Big East Team. is second at 41.9. Yeah. Then Big 12, 46.1. And then the ACC, 72.87. And the SEC is at the very bottom with 76.43. I think the Big 10 probably has the best teams. But from top to bottom, the Big East is better. If they did a full-blown, they have the Gavit games. If they did a full-blown, like, Big Ten ACC-style challenge, I think the Big Ten would come out on top um, just because their middle teams are better than uh, the Big East's middle teams. But the bottom of the Big East is significantly better than the bottom of the Big Ten. I am. One thing I'm taking away from this is the ACC average of being at closest 73. Just because when you think of basketball, you think of Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, Syracuse, teams like that, Florida State, Notre Dame. And just a lot of those teams aren't living up to how good they usually are, especially Virginia. They've been, they have a great defense. They gave up 14 points in the first half to Clemson yesterday. That's insane. But, that's what I'm really shocked about this chart that you made. Yeah, uh, the ACC has a huge drop off with Duke being number two on Ken Palm, Louisville eight, and then the next one is twenty at Florida State, and then it drops thirty four spots until you see another ACC team. SEC starts really late with Auburn being the best at thirty, and Vandy being the worst team out of all these schools at one hundred seventy three, and then Big Twelve also has a a uh, big gap in between with Kansas, Baylor, and West Virginia being top 10, Texas Tech being 22, and then it drops all the way to 50 until you see anybody else, as opposed to the Big East and the Big Ten being pretty, um, like you're seeing teams throughout, uh, there's no really big gaps in there. Yeah, the big 
the Big Ten has 12 of the top 41 teams. And that's just wild. That's insane to me. There's um, not a lot of disparity in the Big Ten. Every game you play is going to be a close battle. That's why you see all the home teams uh, winning games. Every no matter who you play, it's going to be an awesome battle. Unless Nebraska you at one thirty six is unless you play who? Unless you play Nebraska or Northwestern. <laughs> I was about to say Nebraska is pretty pretty <laughs> not great, but no, I can definitely go with the Big Ten from top to bottom. That's definitely the best conference, I think. And I think since two thousand one, no Big Ten team has ever won the national tournament, which is wild. But I think that changes this year. I'm definitely going to put money on a Big Ten team. So, uh, I the. the the teams are so weird this year that uh, it'd be scary to even put money on a Big Ten team. There's just so much variety right now in college basketball in a very night to night. But it's it's going to be weird in the Big Ten because the home teams are winning and you're not going to have a home game in the tournament. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think clearly there's a ton of upsets in March Madness, but I think mid-majors are going to really excel this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think that uh, – I think the champion's going to be Big Ten, Gonzaga, or Baylor. Uh, some, one of those. I don't think – Seton Hall or Villanova probably has the best chance out of the Big East. Um, Seton Hall, they have off nights shooting. That'll knock them out. ACC, I just don't think Duke or Louisville will um, be able to make the run. And then the SEC is just not great. Bad. It's bad. But uh... – Kansas, Kansas in the Big Twelve, they're they're always yeah. going to be right there too. They're, but Kansas, yeah. they lean so hard on if Azubuike can stay out of foul trouble or not. One game in the tournament where he gets two or two or three fouls in the first half, or two in the first half, one in the first couple minutes, Kansas is going to be done if they're playing a quality team. Yeah, especially I believe it was the first game of the season. They had like thirty something turnovers. Yeah. So I assume they worked on that, but just seeing that even from the first game was kind of rough to see. Mm-hmm. Moving on through college basketball, there was some uh, there's some interesting storylines going on with our teams. Penn State went to Michigan State and beat Thomas on the Spartans. Cam, what's your reaction? Huge win, absolutely huge. Michigan State went on a run in the second half, a 12-0 run to take the lead. And then Penn State kept battling back. Lamar Stevens had another great game, 24 points. Mike Watkins battled. And Curtis Jones had a good game. They just have a lot of shooters. If they're not hitting shots, it's going to be rough. But their defense smothers you. They're first in the Big Ten in steals. So I think they can make a run. And right now, as of right now, um, recording this, they would have a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. And I would not, I never thought I would say that about Penn State basketball in February. You might have to drive to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship if they make it. Is it is it in Indy this year? I know that it goes I back and know. forth with uh, DC and Chicago was. and now Indy. But yeah, I would, I probably would because every time I went to a Big Ten tournament game in Indy, they've won. Me and Zach went to two when Taylor Battle was there, seeing them beat IU in the first game by, by I think six. I think it was sixty-one fifty-five, and then. Wisconsin in the next game being 36-33. It is really a high bank- scoring game there. It is at Banker's Life this year. Oh, it'd be fun to go to. We should probably schedule a, schedule a trip there. That'd be a good time. Um, I think that was a huge win. That was an awesome win on the road. Makes it even better. Um, that should solidify, as long as they don't have a complete meltdown, should solidify them a trip to the tournament now at this point. Um, but uh, we also thought at this point last year that IU was pretty set in stone. They didn't end up making it. So we'll see what happens from that. A uh, big win, 
Big Ten's so fun to watch day in, day out. There's great games to watch, and anybody can beat anybody. Um, usually the home team wins, but like this upset win by Penn State, every now and then you come in, you shoot well, you can take down anybody. This is one of the biggest wins uh, the Big Ten season, I think, mostly because it's on the road at um, who is tied for first in the Big Ten. Um, I think they'll be able to carry this on. I don't see them losing almost every game for the last two months like IU did last year. Uh, I've seen Penn State as high as a three seed. If they keep winning and playing good, I could see them getting up to a two seed. That that would be absolutely insane to see Penn State as a two seed in basketball. They're basketball school. school. They're basketball school now, though. So, Um, next. Uh, from last week, Ohio State went up to Ann Arbor and beat Michigan. I never thought I'd say that after watching them play basketball since Christmas. Um, they Michigan's won. pretty bad too, though. Yeah, they Michigan's currently twelfth um, in the Big Ten, so that's not great. But a road win is a road win in the Big Ten, especially a rivalry game. Not as big in basketball, but they won because Xavier Simpson ripped Kyle Young's jersey on. What was almost the last play of the game. Um, Caleb Lesson finally had a good game. It was a great win. Hopefully they can build off of it and get a chain of few in the in a row. Yeah, uh, going off both teams, you wouldn't think of this game as being so big, like each team needing an absolute win earlier in the year when Michigan had that incredible run in that one tournament. I don't. Battle I think it was Atlantis. the Maui Battle for Atlantis. And then Ohio State being all the way up as uh, number two overall in the nation. So it's crazy that it was kind of a must-win game for both of them. Mm-hmm. They were both argued to be number one team in the country uh, before Christmas, and they've both fallen to eleven and, or 10 and 12 in the Big Ten current. Last, IU is on a three-game skid after looking pretty good. Two, no, three-game skid. Okay, yeah, three game skid. Um, after looking pretty good in the month, uh, the beginning of the month of January and late December. Yeah, so IU has lost at home to Maryland in a game they should have won. Um, that game happened during the Kobe news, so it didn't get as much attention that it should have. Um, in terms of basketball, nobody that shouldn't have taken higher news than Kobe. And then they lost at Penn State and at Ohio State. Penn State's pretty dang good, so that loss is understandable. Ohio State has not been hot, but again, it's a road Big Ten game. I think IU is going to win at home on Saturday against Purdue. Purdue is 2-6 and six currently in true road games this year. Not a great record on the road, and it's tough to play at Assembly Hall. Um, I think that Maryland game could have come back to haunt them. They had that game. They were up 10, minute eight minutes left. left. Minute and a half left there up 10. Like It was crazy. They had everything they needed to win, just take care of the ball. And I put the blame on uh, Green, Devontae Green. I don't know what he was doing with that shot. Uh, he's frustrating. He gets buckets, but he also misses a ton of shots, and he doesn't offer much else. He's a pretty frustrating player. Um, I think they should have come up with a better play in the half court, but you get the ball to your currently best player in Trace, and he has a four-foot shot at the rim. he, he got to hit that. But um, I think they'll take care of business at home against Purdue. Purdue is fantastic at home. Pretty rough on the road, like most of the Big Ten schools. So um, give me give me IU to win a pretty close game, though. I don't know what the line's at yet, but I think IU's going to win by four four points. I'd say it'd probably be about one and a half to three and a half in that range. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I think uh yeah, I think IU's gonna win as well. Has been a tough little stretch for them recently. Going to Penn State was obviously gonna be a tough one, but they were tied at halftime. So you gotta think Archie has to have better adjustments because they end up losing behind by like eighteen points. Uh the Maryland game, Devontae Greenshaw was terrible, but again, I think it's coaching. I think you have to call a timeout or something, get you guys settled. It just didn't seem like they were ready for the end of that game. And I feel like they've been having a hard time closing out games since OG's got in there. So I really think OG really needs to step up with that. But I think that they will handle business. I am blanking on the name for the Purdue kid. Number 20. Number 20, he's long. I, I, I feel like his last name is Holiday or something. Northern? Yeah, maybe something like that, but Pretty you have sure. to make him you have to make him shoot. He can't shoot the ball. He's a great defender, but he cannot shoot. And I think you got to bully Harms. He's really tall, but I think Braun can really get into him and really stick it to him down low. I got IU winning by like 7, probably like 71-64, I think. Assembly Hall, they come out hot always and then go on a drought, but I think Assembly Hall will pick them up and IU will come away with the win. Harms is averaging 9.7 points, 4.8 rebounds. I don't think he's going to be much of a big 4. deal. 4.8 rebounds? He's 7'3". Yep. Yeah, but I, think, I don't think he's going to be that big of a deal. I think the main factor factor needs to be taken out, Travion Williams, who's averaging 11 and 7. He's a better player. Harms, is, hell, Harms is just going to be playing with his hair the whole time. Um, so I don't think they have enough scoring. If, if I, you can score, they're going to beat Purdue. Purdue doesn't have a ton of scoring. They have uh, Stavanovic. If he's hitting, they put up point. I think that's his name. It's something yep. right there. Uh, yep. No, that's his name. If he's hitting threes, then they put up points like they did last night where they got up to 104 points against Iowa at home. Um, so they got a couple guys. If they get hot, then they can get going. Uh, Eric Hunter, a kid from northern Indiana, Lafayette area. He's done decent when I've seen, but they are the biggest difference home to away that I've seen out of any team in basketball this year. They will beat anybody in the country at home, and they could beat them by 40 points like they beat almost beat Iowa last night. And then they go on the road and they could lose to Vanderbilt, which LSU yeah. did last night. But they, I think IU's going to win this, which is hopefully not a bad omen that all three of us picked them. But Purdue being so terrible on the road, I think Assembly Hall is going to get going. Uh, if IU jumps out to maybe a, a 10-2 lead, 15-6 lead, like something in there, a 10-point lead early, I think Assembly Hall is going to get rocking, and I think IU is going to uh, end up cruising if that happens. So, Cole, there's some breaking news on uh, Xavier Simpson. Ooh. He just crashed his car into a street pole, and the police are looking into him. So that just happened, updated on Twitter. So who knows what's going on there? That's uh, we'll actually see. insane because he had just got reinstated for the Ohio State game due to um, off-the-court issues that weren't aligning with Jawan Howard's um, like vision for the team or team rules or whatever. So that's actually really interesting that it just came off a coach-implemented suspension uh, for one game got a huge flagrant foul, and then has now wrecked his car. Yeah, it's not uh, looking yeah. great for uh, Michigan right now. Mm-mm. Which they're they're the only team that's handed Gonzaga a loss this year. You never would have thought they'd be at this point. But moving on, last Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 54. After making a big comeback in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. Um, how? What did you guys... I'm assuming you watched it. 
um, since it is the Super Bowl. Um, I know Cammy had to fly back. I don't know if you caught the whole thing, but what was your like immediate reaction to the game? And then after about a week, what, what are you thinking about now? Yeah, so I actually had a really early flight. It was 9 a.m., so I actually got back to Cleveland before noon. So I got to see the whole game, got to relax. Got to watch the Penguins play the Cavs nice. before the game, so that was nice. Pence had a good win there going into the Super Bowl. But it's crazy that Shanahan has blown two games, essentially, the Falcons and the Patriots. But my initial reaction is Patrick Mahomes is a freak. He led that. He struggled in the third quarter and he turned it on when he needed to. I hope anyone that listened to this bat, uh, followed me, even though I didn't actually bet it with Patrick Mahomes scoring the first touchdown. It closed that plus 2000. I wish I bet on it. I unfortunately did not, but I thought it was a really fun Super Bowl to watch though. I thought it was 30 million times better than the one last year. I was engaged the entire time it was really fun to watch, and it was fun seeing Sherman get beat by Sammy Watkins late in the game. I'm sick of hearing Sherman talk, and I really like Patrick Mahomes, and it's good for Big Andy to get that win and finally get that Super Bowl that he absolutely deserves. So congratulations to the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be shocked to see the Niners there next year. Yeah, I thought it was an awesome Super Bowl. It was fun all the way throughout. Uh, 49ers got started quick. And, but you always knew Mahomes had something special. I think I think a lot of people saw that coming, even them being down, that they were going to make a little run and Mahomes would make a big play or two to get him over the hump. Um, they asked uh, uh, Shanahan if uh, he had any regrets from this game, like he did when he was coaching the Falcons, and he said no. He said he went through the film over and over again, and he liked every play call that he had, and liked the matchups he had when he decided to pass the ball. I think he did get away from the run a little too much, but, I mean, he's an offensive genius. He's a great coach. If he saw something he liked, matchups he liked, he had a, a Kittle one-on-one with Terrell Suggs on a play that passed the ball and Chris Jones just knocked it down. I think that's just unfortunate. Not a great throw by Jimmy G. Um, I'm still not a Jimmy G believer. I haven't been a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, a great Super Bowl. Good for Pat Mahomes. Great for Andy Reid. A very likable guy. He deserved that. Damian Williams, also a guy you can root for, who should have got some consideration for the MVP. I understand why they gave it to Mahomes. Um, he balled out. Uh, Chris Jones balled out. It was just a fun, fun thing to watch. And, uh, to watching two tight ends go, go at it that are great tight ends. I may put a bigger emphasis on tight ends in the NFL right now. So we'll see how teams treat it. Patriots didn't make a run this year because they don't have a good tight end. So that could be a, another reason for it. But awesome Super Bowl overall. Uh, I'm excited for it and I'm excited for next year. And I think after Cole tells us his Super Bowl rundown, we'll get him some picks for next year. Yeah. Uh, good tight end is a quarterback's best friend. Um, whether you're Patrick Mahomes or whether you're a rookie it's just starting, if you have a good tight end, that'll do you wonders. Uh, I thought the first quor- three and a half quarters, I was like, the Super Bowl, they're going to do it. Um, there's no way Shanahan ends up having the two biggest fourth quarter blown leads in Super Bowl history. Um, but he did. They When they were winning, they were running, setting up play action, uh, had Debo running around. Um, he was getting big chunk gains. They were running, getting chunk gains. Uh, I thought they should have used, tried to get the ball to Kittle more. I don't, I didn't watch, um, or I haven't watched it to see like the coverage airplane on him or anything, but Kittle only had like 38 or 39 yards, which is very surprising for someone, uh, that's hit of his talent level. 
the deep ball at the end if the 49 if uh Sanders wasn't was about 2 years younger I think he gets to that um but Patrick Mahomes is insane uh after he threw that uh 58 yard pass or whatever it was to Tyree Kill on third and 15 you just knew that the Chiefs were coming back to win it um and Andy Reid uh love it for him that cements him as a Hall of Famer in my book um over 200 and I think he's at 222 wins now, which is incredible. Uh, his second Super Bowl, if you count the one of him being an offensive coordinator when the Packers and Brett Favre won it, uh, first as a head coach, bringing Kansas City their first Super Bowl in 50 years. Just a great storyline. Happy for uh, Big Red, Big Andy, and he's probably eating all the cheeseburgers in Kansas City right now. No cheeseburger or barbecue shack is safe. <laughs> exactly yeah really fun really fun i really like andy reed he's great coach and absolutely a hall of famer i don't think it's a question anymore so next year will be super bowl 55 as of right now less than a week out from super bowl 54 the fa- the top five favorites are kansas city at plus 650 baltimore at plus 700 the 49ers at plus 900, Saints at 1,200, and the Patriots at plus 1,400. Zach, go ahead. I'll let you lead the way with this one. Yeah, I would love to lead the way. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come out of the AFC. I'm definitely not a homer. That defense was incredible. And then you add Big Ben Roethlisberger back to the equation, a healthy Juju Smith-Schuster. You move James Conner to the second string after you draft the running back. Uh, they're going to be looking nice. They got Deontay Johnson running the slot. So they'll change Washington. I think we'll hit a stride this year. Everybody's been saying that for a while, but I think it's about to come. And then hopefully sign or draft a tight end. So the O-line's great. The defense is great. They need a tight end. They need a running back. And interior, offensive line's good. Tackles are pretty solid. Cornerbacks are great. Maybe a, a safety alongside Minka could help because uh, I don't believe in Terrell Edmonds. Linebackers are fantastic as long as they sign Bud back which could be tough based on the cap. Uh, and then the D line's great. Cam Hayward, you got TJ Watt, um, Stephon Tewitt come back. He was out last year for an injury. So I like the Steelers at plus 2,200 to make the Super Bowl. And then in the NFC, Cole, do you have something to say before I keep going? Yeah. Um, their first pick is second round, correct? Yes, sir. Would you rather mm-hmm. them take a tight end or a running back with their second round pick? Totally depends who's on the board. Um, let's say it goes pretty much chalk from what you've seen. Um, probably no running back has been taken to this point. And if there's any tight ends being taken, it's probably Hunter Bryant. Um, from He's from Washington, I believe. Um, or the kid from Purdue. Yeah, so, Bryson Hopkins. It's yeah. probably him or Cole Komet, actually, are going to be the first tight end taken off the board. Um, he's an tight end from Notre Dame but he said no running back pick then you take DeAndre Swift I don't, in a heartbeat yeah unless you know, Swift could, the only thing I, I don't see a running back getting taken the first round unless someone sweep, uh, sweeps up Swift at the end but let's say there's been no running backs taken the first half yeah 100% take take Swift with that first pick um, you don't have a lot of money tied up in James Conner I'm not a believer in James Conner he is always injured has doesn't have that breakaway speed not a great pass catcher just not a big James Conner guy so I'd love DeAndre Swift from the Steelers they have a couple other needs, but uh, if they can get Cole Komet or DeAndre Swift, I'd be happy with either one of those. I think you got to take an athletic tight end. Bryson Hopkins from Purdue would be great, too. He's pretty athletic, but I think he'll be gone by then. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the draft more. But uh, those are the two big areas of need. Other Steelers fans probably won't say running back because they like James Conner. 
But uh, James Conner, he's always hurt. I just don't believe in him. Uh, I miss Le'Veon Bell in that aspect without the his off-field drama. And then I want to move over to the NFC. I will be taking the Seattle Seahawks. So the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to uh, sure up that defense. And then when you have Russell Wilson, you can never be counted out. I like him and Pete Carroll. I think they're going to be able to get it done in the NFC. Uh, it, it's a hard conference they play in with uh, the 49ers and the Rams. So that's going to be a tough division. Uh, the entire NFC is is tricky. And so is the AFC. So we're going to see a lot of great teams. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Steelers. This game, it's going to be a hard battle again. But I think those two teams have enough firepower to get there. And uh, coming back from injury, I think it's going to help both of them. So as long as they stay healthy, I think that's going to be a Super Bowl game next year, which I would love to see. And that game is in Tampa, right? Yes. So when the Steelers make it, I will be going to that game. I'll spend my uh, all my savings on it because you only live once. I'd love to see the Steelers in the Super Bowl. So next year... At this time, I'll probably be in Tampa celebrating a Steelers Super Bowl win at plus 2,200. So put the money on it now. And then uh, MVP, I like Russell Wilson to win MVP unless we are not talking about that now. I thought I'd just jump into it because I have the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl. So I like Russell Wilson to win MVP of the NFL next year. Don't need to go into a lot of details, but uh, Dane's Russ Wilson for MVP. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth for the NFC West. I like the Seahawks, I like the Rams, and I like the Niners. I have the Niners getting back and winning the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't even be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs with that division. It's just been insane. I think the Rams are going to shirt things up. They're going to get a lot better again. I think McVay is going to come back and have a great year of coaching. But, yeah, give me the 49ers to win the Super Bowl at plus 900, and I think they are going to play the Chargers. I think they are going to get a quarterback. They don't have Rivers anymore. I think. Wait, they, wait, 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 wait. Draft a quarterback or sign a free agent quarterback? Because a rookie quarterback's not making the Super Bowl. That ain't happening, Chief. I think it's possible. That's my pick. It's not your pick. Well, you get your pick. So we, relax. We, we, so well, give us your prediction. Are they going to draft like Herbert or Love, or are they going to sign? They're going to get Tua. Brady, or they're going to get Tua. They're going to trade up Tua. and take Tua. They're right there. They might not even have to trade up. No, the Dolphins will take them. trade higher than the Dolphins. Yes, yes. The Dolphins are taking. Tua already said he wants to go to Miami. I'm proud of Tua. Doesn't mean he gets to go there. That's not how how the draft works. If he's like Eli Manning, he does. The Chargers. Yeah, that's why Eli shouldn't be a Hall of Famer too. (laughs) We're going back to that. But yeah, give me the Chargers. Even if they draft Tua, they can. You're not getting Tua. I bet you. You don't know that. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet that they don't get Tua? I'll bet you. No, right now. I'm not we'll betting you right let's now. Make, let's no. make a bet on on podcast right now. Bet twenty bucks. They don't get Tua. No, I don't have twenty bucks. Yeah, so give me Tua or give me any other quarterback you're going to sign. That's my predict prediction <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl and lose to the 49ers. You gave your pick, so be quiet over there. We only want good picks. You're ruining the podcast taking that crap pick. My picks on this podcast have been the best. I picked Holmes to score the first touchdown. I picked the exact score of the Titans and Chiefs game, and I won bowl season. So how, how much did he win on that? Mahomes, how much did he win on that Mahomes bet? Uh, more than you. So wait, wait. We both won the same amount of zero dollars. Nice try, little buddy. I bet, I bet Max a dollar, so I got it right. Oh, hold on. Anyway, and we have the same MVP pick. I have Russell Wilson as well. You don't have Tua on the Chargers? Oh, if, uh, he might. He might win MVP if he's on the Chargers. Gross pick, man. Go ahead, Cole. Get, get I, that stink out of my mouth. I don't know how it's gross. Yeah. I I like I can see that Chargers. I can see that Chargers happening. Niners went from second overall pick or something to Super Bowl. 
contender. So I don't I don't know why you're hating on that pick so they much. Had a, they have a quarterback in place. The Chargers right now, Easton Stick is their quarterback. You, but you know they're not going to stick with him. They're not going to stick with You know that, right? I mean, like, I don't, they're not going to get Tua. So you have to either believe in Justin Herbert or <clears throat> who else? Like, are they going to get Brady? You believe in Herbert? I do believe in Herbert. I like Herbert. I've been telling that, you that as well. That's who's most likely going to go there. So if you believe in Herbert, then okay. But I still don't see it happening. I don't, Anthony Lynn's not going to be able to get it done in the postseason either. Not a good enough coach. I I can see your pick, Cam. The Chargers no, have, they have Eckler and they got Gordon. They have solid receivers. Gordon's a free agent. Yeah, but they still have Eckler. Eckler's better anyway. Um, yeah, and their line needs some work. They got a good defensive line. Great tight end. Hunter Henry's yeah. free agent. I need to say that. Hunter Henry's free agent also. Um, you know, I, I assume they're going to sign him. Their back, yeah, their back seven needs a little bit of work. Um, but if they draft well, then that's perfectly fine there. Uh, if they get a quarterback, then I think that's a good move. Um, I think that's not a bad pick. I also have the 49ers winning it all next year. I think they're going to win the NFC West. They're going to get home field. And then... Uh, they're gonna go through the NFC, make it there, and then I don't see Shanahan making it third times a charm with blowing fourth quarter leads. Um, so I think they end up pulling it out next year for the East. The East or the oh wow that was bad. The AFC. AFC. Um, obviously Kansas City is a good pick. Um, you gotta I pick an AFC East team now to make up for that. I don't like the I don't like the Patriots. Um. I I think Brady's going to stay, but I still don't like the Patriots. Um, the Dolphins are garbage. The Jets are garbage. And the Bills probably aren't going to win. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. I could see them getting a good, uh, a good spot in the playoffs next year. The Colts aren't going to be anything special if they still have Brissett next year. Um, the Jaguars are also not going to be anything special. If they uh, take care of the Titans, they'll be they'll have at least one home game. Uh, I haven't seen their outsides or who, which comp or divisions they play, NFC uh, or the AFC or divisions. They'll have to play the Chiefs. They'll have to play the Patriots, and they will have to play the Ravens next year um, and the Steelers. Do they play the and they so they play the East next year, the AFC oh, said, or the AFC? They play, so they play the AFC North next year. If you said the Ravens, so then they have to. It's because you, you play the playoffs. You play the first. No, you play the number one. Oh, they're gonna play in the playoffs and they'll play the. Steelers so the way the they schedule it is, like the Houston finished first in the AFC South, so they play the first of the East, the North, and the West as well as part of their schedule, and then they have. Their game, their six division games, and then they play one whole division from the AFC, one whole division from the. Well, I want to go back to. I think that's a silly pick too. I think that's a pretty silly pick. I'm going to go back to Cam here. The Chargers might be the worst team in their own conference. Are they better than the Chiefs? Division? No. Division, whatever. They're not better than the Chiefs. Um, the Broncos, I think Drew yeah, Locke looked pretty better good. Better than the Broncos. Uh, I can see them finish, the Broncos finishing with a better record than the Chargers. And then the Raiders, who looks solid, have a good young, oh, you don't have money to bet $20, Cam, relax. You don't have I money to bet. I $5. I said 20 I said I didn't have 20 
Okay, so five dollars that they have better records than the Raiders and the Broncos next year. So if I, I get I, if either one finishes higher than Chargers, I get five bucks. Fine. Okay, and then also five bucks for the two, I think. So five, we each get oh, we one bet. Confirm that to a bet. I'm telling you right now. No, I'm saying no to that one. <laughs> what? I'm gonna agree to your five dollar bet. Why can't you agree to mine? Because yours is way unlikely, apparently, to you guys. So I said I'm fine with Herbert. But you just said they're in Tua. You're confident in it. Come okay, on, I'm fine bet. with Herbert. Bet no, I'm not five. giving you five bucks. No. Because well, you know you're wrong. Thank you for admitting it. Fine, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do. But they're still I'll, gonna. Make I'll do the five dollar the bet. I get the Raiders or I get the um. Okay, so Houston plays the NFC North, so they're going to beat the Lions. They have to go to the Bears week one, not bear weather. I think they're going to beat the Bears. Um, They get Green Bay at home. That'll be interesting. It's in a dome. We'll see what Rodgers can do. And then where is the other NFC? Uh, Minnesota. They play Minnesota at home as well. Um, And then they do play the AFC North. So they get Baltimore at home and Cincinnati at home. They go to the Steelers, and they go to the Browns. I, I don't question that they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't trust Bill O'Brien in in the playoffs as he just blew a 24-0 lead. I so think they're going to they're gonna get a running back. I think that's their biggest need on offense. And then yeah. uh, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. I think he is a magician back there. Um with Nuke, if Will Fuller can actually stay healthy, that offense is a whole nother level. Um, if they can somehow manage to get two home games in the playoffs, I think they can win one on the road to make it visible. But I got the 49ers winning it all. My MVP next year uh, is the top five MVP odds uh, are Mahomes at plus 380, Lamar and Russell Wilson at plus 600, Watson at plus 1,000, and Dak at plus 1,400. Um, with how Mahomes has looked these last four games, I got to go the favorite. Um, he's looked insane. I don't see that really slowing down. Uh, they're they're going to draft another offensive player probably and just make that offense more insane. So I'll take the favorite, even though it's a pretty boring pick. Next, we're going to go into the XFL, which is keeping football season alive, even though we haven't seen a game yet and don't know if the product's going to be any good at all. Um, what are you what are you trying to show there? Um, uh, look at the Sean Cam the Chargers schedule. Uh, you're week. stuck on that guy. I don't I don't understand why you hate that pick so much. Because it's a really bad pick. We'll come back next year at this podcast and laugh about how awful the pick that was. If if they win the Super Bowl, I will laugh so hard in your face. I'm gonna make it another five dollar Super Bowl bet. You can have. I'll get every other team. I don't you have, have the Chargers. winning. I don't have them winning though. I've been losing the Super Bowl. All right, five dollars they make the Super Bowl. Yeah, why not? All right, so we got ten dollars or fifteen dollars riding right now. Do I get the two? Uh, you don't no? get the two hundred one. Just stop with it. Grow up. <sighs> Go to the XFL. Come on, Cole. Yep. So the XFL uh, with Vegas put out odds without seeing any product. There is because there hasn't been any recent product from the XFL. AAF. Hopefully, it does better than that. Um, and stays around for at least a year and is able to actually pay their players. Um, the Dallas Renegades open up as favorite co-favorites. Um, they're led by head coach Bob Stoops. I think that's probably the reason they're favored. The Tampa Bay Vipers are also favorites. Um, they're both at plus 400. They're coached by Mark Tressman. Then it goes New York Guardians plus 430. 
coached by Kevin Gilbride, who was uh, a Chargers head coach once and OC'd the Giants when they won their Super Bowls. The D.C. Defenders is at plus 500 with head coach Pep Hamilton. L.A. Wildcats plus 650 with Winston Moss, who was an assistant in Green Bay. The Houston Roughnecks plus 850. June Jones was a coach of the Falcons and then ran a prolific offense at Hawaii, SMU, and in the Canadian Football League. St. Louis Battlehawks are at plus 1,000, head coached by Jonathan Hayes, tight end coach for the Bengals, and then at the University of Oklahoma. And then bringing up the rear is the Seattle Dragons at plus 1,200, head coached by Jim Zorn, who coached the Redskins and was the QB coach for Baltimore and Kansas City. Without seeing any thing from the XFL, these teams have never played an actual live game together, except for a couple preseason uh, scrimmages, maybe live game. Who do you think is going to win the XFL this year? I got the D.C. Defenders. Oh, terrible pick. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Wow. Oh, that's awful. Whoa. Oh, I think the D.C. Defenders would, would finish higher than the Chargers in the NFL, right, at this moment. Um, um, I might throw up right now on this podcast. Well, relax, guys. Relax. Don't be so mad that your pick is so, so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're going to take two of No, no, I don't think they're going to take two anymore. You talked me out of it. Pick your oh, XFL. Pick your XFL. I did. You cut me off so gracefully. I the DC Defenders. Terrible Because pick. they have the most Steelers on the team. So that's why I'm taking the DC Defenders. They got three. Three former Steelers. One on the offense. Two on the defense. Eli Rogers at wide receiver. And also a former Indiana Hoosier at wide receiver with Timmy Cobbs. I also like their two quarterbacks, Cardell Jones and Tyree Jackson. Both pretty athletic. And I think athleticism will play a key role in XFL. And then Donnell Pumphrey is a is a fantastic running back too. I think uh, they have the offense to get it done. And on defense, you got Shamarco Thomas, Doran Grant, which she went to Ohio State for Cole. Shamarco Thomas went to Illinois, Big Ten guy, and then Scooby Wright at Arizona. So I think they have the name recognition and the talent to get it done. And when you have a lot of Steelers, it's a good it's a a good choice there. It's much better than having a lot of Chargers. I think we're going for winners here, not losers. Uh, Cam, let's hear your great prediction and try to name more than four players on the team, buddy. I can't. I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about it. And I don't know if being in the XFL, former Steelers makes them winners if they're not in the league anymore. But I don't know. Give me the Renegades because they have a former Steeler as well. Uh, starting quarterback, Landry Jones, and old IU linebacker, two gray scales. And Bob Stoops was a winner at Oklahoma. So I will take the Renegades. He seems like he knows what he's doing. So give me the Renegades to win the XFL. But if you throw the Chargers in the XFL, they would, they would win it all. Well, so. bold prediction there, buddy. Bold prediction. The XFL champs. I'm with uh, Zach on this. I'm going to have to take the DC Defenders for a similar reason. Uh, but the fact that they have three Buckeyes on their team is the reason I'm taking them. They got Cardale Jones at quarterback, uh, Rocket Arm. They got uh, Tracy Sprinkle on the defensive line. And then, as Zach said, they have Duran Grant um, at linebacker. They also have a pretty good roster of name recognition. Um, if you've been keeping track of college football for the past 10 years, um, they got Buffalo's ex-quarterback. They got Simi Cobbs from IU, as Zach said. Um, a couple good receivers. Uh, and then Pumphrey from San Diego State another and another running back from LSU. Um I think the Renegades are the favorites mostly because of Bob Stoops and Landry Jones, but I get Landry Jones is currently hurt right now. 
Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see when he comes back what happens there. Um, other than that, there's not a lot of name recognition. Marquette King, ex Raiders punter, is on punter the St. baby on the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, he's the most name recognized person on that team, uh, unless you're a Mississippi State fan and know Nick Fitzgerald. Um, the Seattle Dragons might have the worst roster I've ever seen, with their wide receiver one being Keenan Reynolds, who was a quarterback at Navy. Um, and then, other than that, there's a few, there's a couple more IU players. T. Gray Scales is on Dallas, um, and then that's it. With pretty much name recognition, there's not really a lot of big name people. Um, it's some older people, and then some younger people, um, some older NFL veterans that are probably on the back end of their career, and then some people who didn't quite either get drafted or panned out. I think it'll be interesting. It's keeping football season alive. So I love it. I'm going to watch it on Saturday and Sunday. Maybe put in a couple bets on it. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if this league can actually last longer than a half season. Make it to a full season. So that wraps up our show for today. Uh, do either you have any closing comments that doesn't have to do with the San Diego Chargers? No, mine definitely has to do with the San Diego Go Bolts! That's Go a Bolts. horrible, horrible, horrible horrible prediction it will not happen it's wrong don't even listen to it there's no point they're losing a bunch of dudes in free agency what's the other salary cap hits who are they gonna have a quarterback next year we don't even know um Kansas boy Tua who will be playing for the Dolphins might end up on the Chargers somehow I don't know that's just a, a bad bad pick and the Chiefs are way better than them in their own division it's just oh man I thought you'd offer some good insight to all our audience but uh good luck to your Chargers can't wait for this time next year it's gonna be a long wait to see how rough they are they might not even make the playoffs uh final thing is listen to the person that has had the best predictions on this podcast so i don't know why zach's so upset about it it's a way too early prediction it doesn't mean it's today so he needs to settle down a little bit excited to see you this weekend at b-town cole should be a lot of fun depending on xfl iu said to be there yep or you can listen to me uh, and take old butt chin and the Houston Texans making it to the Super Bowl. Um, but that probably won't happen. I was just trying to be a little, make a, a little different. A it's little, nice to be a little a bit long different. shot pick. Oh, just got a Steelers fan. That's different too. The national audience doesn't have the Steelers going anywhere. A, that's a unique pick. Plus 2,200. They're not even a top four favorite in the AFC. Well, they got, but they're going to get a Hall of Fame quarterback back. They have probably the best defense in the AFC. Thank you. Um, they, if Juju is healthy, you guys are arguing my points then, for me because they're in the Super Bowl. You're like, what? Cam, you're like, oh, nodding your head, like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like, they're, yeah, they're, it's, it's a good pick. Thank you. It's not it's, a bad pick. It's, it's oh, we don't freak it, out. I don't about think it's that wild of a pick, though. That's what I'm saying. Is like, well, they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They I'll have put some money on them. Then 2200 is really not know, great odds. I might we'll put have some money to. on them. No one's stopping you. I, I already said I was. And then, and then if they get a solid running back and a solid WR two. I think that offense is going to be uh, up there if Ben stays healthy. Uh, I think he needs a walking boot a minimum of three times next year, though, for them to make the Super Bowl. Uh, once again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Former Ball Boys. If you have any questions, the link is on Twitter, or there's a link in the um, description tab of each po- uh, podcast. Click on it, leave us a voicemail. Uh, a minute long, we find out, is the max, so try and keep it under a minute. Um, 
ask us some questions. If you got any criti- constructive criticism, let us know. Uh, segment ideas as we are getting into the NFL and college football offseason. Um, we are going to be looking for ideas to keep going um, beside, outside of the NHL, NBA, and when baseball starts. Um, so that's it for me. Everyone, have a good night. 